Hey everybody, welcome back for another episode of the podcast from P-Town. Hope everybody's having a, another good week out there. Uh, hope everybody's getting a little bit better weather than we are. It's rainy and windy here, which we need it though, so I'm not going to complain too much. Looking at the news, there's not a whole lot that I really care to talk about. They, they Something's going on with um, the... Fauci admitting to helping fund that Wuhan lab or some deal going on about that. I haven't really paid that close of attention to it. Um, the Blazers are in the playoffs, so it looks like they're going to probably win this series against Denver that they're in. But um, just like always, they will probably screw it up shortly thereafter. I was listening to the guys talk about the game last night and they stated it perfectly saying the Blazers they continually underachieve they always seem to have a great team but they never can really put it together kind of like the Eagles they do great all year long they'll actually there's been quite a few times in the last few years they've made it to the NFL or the NFC championships or even won them and then they end up uh screwing it up and not being able to seal the deal for the season but other than that, um, like I said, uh, I'm just frustrated with the news this week, so I don't really want to talk about it that much. Hey, if anybody's got any ideas on how to fix uh, plantar fasciitis, I'd be interested in hearing about that. I've been limping around for about the past three weeks now with this. It's kind of get annoying. And also looking at the stats, it doesn't look like we picked up any new uh, countries or states last week. So get back out there and start liking and sharing and sharing and liking. And let's go ahead and uh, get into it. This week we're going to be talking about Albert Einstein. And honestly, sometimes these guys that are pretty well known, it's actually harder to do some research on them because I try to maybe bring out something different that not everybody's heard about, about a person or, you know, if they're not a real well-known person, um, you know, a lot of the information isn't real well-known. But with guys like Albert Einstein, um, it's kind of hard to find anything real new out there that not everybody already knows about. But irregardless, we're going to dig into it. And so he was born on March 14th of 1879. And he was born in a place called Ulm which is in the kingdom of Württemberg in the German Empire. His family were, they were called secular Ashkenazi Jews. And from what I could gather looking at this is that the Ashkenazi Jews, they were a, a line of Jewish people that ended up in the Roman Empire around the first millennium. It sounds like they kind of left the the homeland or uh, Israel or whatnot, and they ended up in the Roman Empire somewhere. And his father's name was Hermann Einstein, and his mother's name was Pauline Cook or Cock or something like that, K-O-C-H. His father was a salesman and an engineer, and in 1880, they ended up moving to Munich, and while he was there, he attended Catholic elementary school from the age of five to eight. And then he went to a place called the Leupold Gymnasium, which is actually, it's now known as the Albert Einstein Gymnasium. Wave of them to capitalize on his name. 
And here he finished primary school and he went to secondary school, but they end up leaving the German Empire, or he ended up leaving German Empire seven years later. So his father, he had a company where he built electrical components and they were based on DC current instead of AC. But in 1894, they lost a bid to provide lighting for the city of Munich because they didn't have the funds to convert their equipment from DC to AC. And this kind of ties in a little bit. Um, everybody's heard about like Nikolai Tesla and uh, some of the stuff that he did with electricity and whatnot. And uh, yeah, it, it sounds like there was kind of quite a, I don't know what you want to call it, a feud going on back when electricity was first getting uh sold or produced or i'm not sure what you want to call it but uh yeah whether to go dc or ac and obviously ac ended up winning out so like i was saying they lost the bid on this contract to provide lighting and so they ended up having to sell the company or sell the munich factory and his family ended up moving to italy and first they went to milan and then they moved on to pavia but when they moved to Pavia, Albert, he ended up staying in Munich to finish school at the gymnasium. He And while he was there, he didn't like the school regiment. So by the end of 1894, he had went to rejoin his family in Pavia. So obviously, he excelled in math and science. When he was 12, he taught himself algebra and Euclidean geometry over the course of a summer. And at 12, he also started teaching himself calculus. And by the age of 14, he had mastered integral and differential calculus. So, yeah, he was pretty smart. He had a math tutor when he was 12. And the guy said that he wasn't able to keep up with Albert when he was uh, teaching him. I think he was teaching him over the summer or something like that. And he said that even when Albert was 12 years old, this guy um, couldn't keep up with all the stuff that he was doing. And then at 13, he started studying a book called The Critique of Pure Reason. And the author was a guy by the name of Immanuel Kant, and he became Einstein's favorite philosopher. And it's said that in this book, the author seeks to determine the limit and scope of metaphysics. And of this, Einstein's tutor said that he was able to understand it perfectly. And like I said, he uh, started reading this at the age of 13 and understood it perfectly. And I did the research and I don't even hardly understand that sentence. So when he was 16, he took the entrance exam for the Swiss Federal Polytechnic School, but he failed the entrance on the general part of the exam, which I take to mean he was probably super smart on a lot of different things, but on normal stuff, he was lacking. Uh, we all know those guys that are super, super book smart, but they don't have any common sense whatsoever. And that kind of almost sounds like what happened here. But he ended up going to the Argovian Cantonal School, and he ended up finishing his secondary schooling there. And then in 1896, with his father's approval, he renounced his citizenship to the German or to the Empire of Germany to avoid having to go in the military because um, I think they were gearing up already for World War One or something, and they were trying to get anybody they could. And then at 17, he was enrolled in the four-year teaching and diploma program at the Polytechnic School, where he failed the entrance exam uh, previously. And this time, he ended up meeting a 20-year-old student named Maliva Marek, and she was from Ser Serbia, and she was uh, the only woman enrolled in the mathematics and physics section at the school. And the two of these, they developed a friendship, and it soon became a romance. 
and it's kind of funny, they would spend hours reading and debating on extracurricular physics. It kind of sounds like Sheldon and Amy Farrah Fowler from The Big Bang Theory. It seems like these two uh, hit it off kind of like they would have. But in 1900, he ended up passing the math and physics test, and he got his federal teaching diploma. And then um, in 1903, Einstein and Merrick got married, but strangely enough, they had a child that was born in 1902, and they didn't get married till 1903, which, I mean, that seems pretty normal these days, but I think back in those days, it was kind of frowned upon. But nobody knows what happened to the child. She was either thought to be given up for adoption, or she died in infancy from scarlet fever. So, like I said, not many people evidently knew about this child. But they ended up having a couple of sons together, and in this gets kind of weird. In 1914, Mark ended up taking their sons and moving to Zurich with them because she found that Albert's chief romantic attraction was for his cousin Elsa Lowenthal. Um, uh, uh yuck. They were actually doubly related. They were first cousin on his mother's side and second cousins on his father's side. So he and Mark ended up getting divorced in 1919, and as part of the divorce agreement, he had to give Mark his Nobel Prize fund after he won the Nobel Prize, which is kind of funny. So he and his cousin had been having a relationship since 1912, and they were finally married in 1919, the same year that he got divorced. <sighs> and they moved to the U.S. in 1933. Then in 1936, she died from heart and kidney problems. So, unfortunately, that was a short-lived, only 18 years of marriage, or 17 years of marriage. It seems in the letters that Einstein was a bit of a player before, his de before and after her death, actually. There are various reports of other women that he may or may not have done a little bed wrestling with. And this has been brought up time and time again. But he held various teaching positions throughout his life, but he finally became an American citizen while he was a teacher at Princeton. And then, uh, like I said, everybody knows about his involvement with the Manhattan Project and the atom bomb. I did find out, the, or I found looking at this, that he had first heard about the possibility of an atom bomb all the way back in 1939, and that the Nazis, the Nazis were already doing some research on it. And he and a bunch of other scientists, they wrote a letter to President Roosevelt alerting him of the danger. And it was said that this letter was the key stimulus for the U.S. adoption of research into nuclear weapons. So, whatever they said in that letter, Roosevelt actually evidently took it to heart. And that's kind of where that all started off at. And we weren't even actually involved in World War II yet when, we, when he had written this letter to the president... But evidently, Roosevelt figured we better move on it while we had the opportunity. So Einstein, he was also involved in establishing the Hebrew University of Jerusalem. And he was against the independent state of Israel. He said that the Jews and Arabs could live side by side in Palestine, which I think he's the only Jewish person I've ever heard saying that. And as we have seen recently in the news... They still can't get along. So he also had a deep appreciation for music, which that also started at a very young age. He said in his journals that if I hadn't been a physicist, 
I probably would have become a musician. He said he thinks in music, uh, or he thinks in music, lives his daydreams in music, and gets his deepest joys in life through music. Which, like I said earlier, he also found joys elsewhere. But Einstein, he was more in favor of socialism as his political stance. And he was asked to give his opinion on his stance, and he said that he, would, he strongly advocated the idea of a democratic global government that would check the power of nation-states in the framework of a world federation. So, that's kind of a lot to take in. If you break it down bit by bit, it's a little bit easier to understand. He was also deeply impressed with the teachings of Gandhi, and he actually communicated with him regularly. They seem to uh, communicate back and forth quite a bit. He seemed to classify himself as a humanist. He said that religions are incarnations of childish superstitions, which actually kind of seems kind of blunt. And it really, I, I mean, I don't know. I guess it's just in my mind's eye, I picture all the Jews as being somewhat religious. I mean, they are the chosen people of God. And um, I don't know, just I find it kind of interesting. Anyhow, though, sadly, in April of 1955, Einstein, he was having internal bleeding from the rupture of an abdominal aortic aneurysm. He had it reinforced uh, previously in 1948, but it began to bleed again. And he said he refused another surgery, saying that he wanted to go when he wanted. He said it is tasteless to prolong life artificially. And so he ended up dying the next morning in the Princeton Hospital. And... um his brain ended up being removed during the autopsy without permission from his family. They wanted to, uh, the doctors or whatever, they wanted to preserve it for future research. And the rest of his body ended up being cremated as ashes were spread at an undisclosed location. And like I said, um, you know, I didn't even get into his theories that E equals MC squared and all the different stuff that he came up with and all the different scientific facts um, there's definitely a lot more research that you could, uh, do on a guy like this, but also a lot of it gets pretty deep. And like I said, from the beginning, that's not really what I'm here for. So, um, that's pretty much the end of it. Uh, he's probably Einstein. He was probably the greatest con contributor to modern science except for maybe somebody like Stephen Hawking and a fun fact I've also heard that Marilyn Mer Marilyn Monroe actually uh, is said to have had a higher IQ than Einstein but Einstein I kind of view him as kind of like a savant where he's really super smart in certain areas but then in other areas he's just average or you know just like anybody else but anyhow, that's pretty much it for this one. Um, hope everybody's still liking the podcast. Hope everybody's uh, still listening to it. Um, go out and uh, give us ratings on Apple Podcasts. I really do appreciate it. And shoot me a message on uh, Podcast from P-Town on Facebook. Or you can follow me on P-Town Podcast on Instagram. Or you can send me an uh, email at ptownpodcast74 at gmail.com. And that's it for this one. We'll see you guys on the next one.